0: Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. How many of y'all got exactly what you wanted for? Christmas, raise your hands. OK, all right. How many of you are still hoping for something else? All right, this song is for you.
1: You might not have gotten what you wanted under the Christmas tree. And maybe what you want doesn't fit in a box under the Christmas tree. Right. Maybe you want something else, right? And miracles are not limited to the Lexus with the red ribbon on it that's sitting love outside love. in the love. driveway, right? A miracle might be a new job. Amen. A miracle right. might be new love. A
0: Middle church. Merry Christmas. Um, They're giggling because first service I said Happy Easter. So yeah, I'm a little jet-lagged. It's fine. (laughs) Welcome. We're so glad to have you all. Um, To begin today, we'll start with a meditation. It's a sung meditation, three parts, Um, and it needs your, your help. In fact, if you do not help, it will not happen. So I will sing um, a line and you, um, if that feels like your part, then sing it loud and proud. And then I'll go on to the next part. And if that one feels like yours and sing that, and then I'll go on to the third one and I think you get it by now, right? Okay. And then it will end um, as the spirit moves. So if you wanna close your eyes or, and take a deep breath. Find a meditative position for yourself. I am in you and you are in me and we are in God. I am in you and you are in me and we are in God. I am in you and you are in me and we are in God. I am in you and you are in me and we are in God. I am in you and you are in me and we are in God. I yeah. am i uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Let us worship God together. It is now time for the message of all, for all ages. So if you are young or young at heart, please come and join me on this lovely blanket that Reverend Amanda is helping with. Thank you so much. Anyone, won't you come? Good morning, good morning. Oh, those are my knees. Welcome, hello. Thanks y'all, I'm gonna actually sit. Yeah, come on up, there's space. Lots of room, okay, so um, if I have a question. Sorry to block you out, let me open up. Um, wondering, have any of you heard the word refugee before? Refugee, what about out there? You all have heard the word refugee? Ooh, there's lots of nodding, lots of people out there have heard it. Um, what does it mean? What does refugee mean?
2: Someone who flees from their home home country because they they can't feel safe.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. That's right, yeah. They had to leave their home um, and their country because of war or a natural disaster or um, sometimes they're being chased out, you know, ill treatment and hostility. Um, And in today's... uh, scripture passage, um, an angel tells Joseph to take Mary and Jesus and flee to Egypt because King Herod had heard about this new baby that had been born that was going to be king, and that made him shake in his boots. He was, like, frightened. Well, he was, yeah, because he was king, and then there was somebody else that was going to be king, and he's like, wait, but I'm already doing that is what happened.
3: Stay in his position.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, when people are telling you, well, already this king has been born, then that feels like it's kind of out of his hands. So he was like, well, I better do something about it. And the thing that he decided to do was get rid of all children, this is bananas, get rid of all children ages two and under. So anybody ages two and under had to go, right? It's crazy. So an angel came and was like, listen, You need to go, flee to Egypt, take um, Jesus with you, take Mary, you gotta get out of here. So does that make Mary, Joseph, and Jesus refugees? Also lots of nodding from out in the congregation, yes. They were totally refugees, if you were wondering. That is the thing that happened to the Holy Family. Um, And there are so many people all over the world who also, have to flee their own home countries for similar reasons, honestly, and also for these other reasons that I listed. And um, even though they are fleeing their countries, we know that God is with them, just like God was with uh, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus when they had to flee to Egypt, um, in the form of the angel that came and said, you gotta go, and then later, in the form of an angel it's like, okay, it's safe to come back. Like, you can come on back now. Um, so. I think that maybe we should pray for refugees in this, in this day where we're remembering um, that the Holy Family was a refugee family. Um, this seems like a good time for us also to remember those around the world who are doing it. So if you'll pray with me. Dear God. Dear God. We know you are present.
4: We know you are present.
0: With the, with the refugees everywhere we pray for their safety
4: we pray for their safety and
0: their strength and their strength on their journeys on their journeys amen amen all right you can see a hamba your way back to your seats
2: Amen. Good morning again and welcome to Middle Church on behalf of the Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis and the Consistory. My name is Amanda. I'm one of the pastors here and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. We're so glad that on this day, this space in between... Christmas and New Year's when nobody really knows what day it is or what time it is or if the kids are in school or if we're supposed to be working somewhere. We're so glad that you showed up here with us. Today we're also in the season of Kwanzaa and Hanukkah. And so as we celebrate and bring all those things into this space, we welcome you. Today we are also as a community deeply grieving all of the horrendous attacks on our Jewish family there's been an uptick um, in hate crimes and anti-Semitism during Hanukkah, um, high holy times for our Jewish family and our hearts are breaking. Uh, even just last night, there was another um, hate attack at a home of a rabbi in the Hudson Valley. So know that we are holding that and we are praying and grieving with that with you. Um, Jackie and I will be on a call this afternoon um, with different groups here in the city and figuring out other ways we can respond. I know that the mayor will be at, um, I believe the Brooklyn Public Library today at four um, for a press conference and also lighting the world's largest menorah. If that is a space that you feel like you would like to go this afternoon, people will be gathering there as well. We also have cards up here um, to send to our local Jewish partners, Town and Village Synagogue and the shul who meets here. Would love to hear your words of solidarity and support during this time. Um, And I failed to recognize everyone who is worshiping with us online, including Jackie. So why don't we turn around and say hello and good morning to all of our online viewers um, and i just take this time, too, to point out Natalie, who's wearing many hats today, is, is our digital minister. So every Sunday, if you are watching, yeah, let's give Natalie a round of applause. So if you see her laptop up here, she's really working. And if you, are never, if you are one Sunday not able to worship with us, you can go online to middlechurch.org or on our Facebook page. And Natalie is there every Sunday talking and praying with you and is a real gift to our growing faith community. Are any of you here with us um, in this space today for the very first time? If so, I'd love if you would just raise your hand and keep it up for a minute. We're so glad you're here. Our ushers have a card for you. We'd love for you to stay in touch with us. And we'd love to know where you're visiting from. From Paris. Welcome. Jackie will be preaching at the, um, a church in Paris on February 2nd. So you'll have to check that out. Who else? Where are you from? I'm Cliff. I'm I'm just moved from California. Welcome. Uh, moved here to New York. Wonderful. Welcome. Anybody over here? Yeah. Yeah, my name is Ben. I'm actually
3: a British lived in New York many, many years, but i now live down south in Savannah. So The all years I lived in New York, I never Oh, welcome.
2: A fan of Wesley, many of us, many of us come in here Wesley talk. Welcome Ben, we're glad you're here. Who else? Yeah, where are you from? Hi, Javon and Norman. Welcome, glad you're here. Who else? Yeah. I'm Isaiah from New York. It's my first time. Hi Isaiah, welcome. Anybody else? Paris as well. Bonjour. And who? Oh yeah. Far off New Jersey, yeah. Paris as well. Anybody in the balcony that I miss? Yeah? Yeah. From Indiana. Indiana. Visiting son and daughter-law. I'm from Kentucky and Natalie's from Indiana. You're welcome here. <laughs> yeah. Diana from Connecticut. Welcome. This wonderful family that we have here gathered today. So happy that all of you are here. We'd love to stay in touch with you. There are many things happening as we move into the new year. Um, Our Spanish small group is starting on January the 12th. So see Bianca or our website for more information on that. It's a cultural and language small group that's kicking off. Um, We are beginning our next congregational book read. We'll kick that off, MLK Weekend, Ibram Kendi's How to Be Anti-Racist. So see me for information on that. And Tuesday is New Year's Eve, and we will be having a jazzy worship celebration. I will be preaching, something I've never done on New Year's Eve before. Natalie will be here. Dion will be here. It'll be a great worship, and we hope that you will join us. Um, Before we move into, oh, one quick note. Some of you have been inquiring about um, a spiritual retreat retreat that we normally do in January. That's not happening in January this year. It will be happening on the last Saturday in February. So be on the lookout for information about that. You heard us mention Wesley before, and I'd like to publicly say how excited we are to have Wesley back in the pulpit with us (laughs) preaching today. Wesley is one of our uh, middle people, and he is a resident theologian and prophet among us, and he also leads our queer black men in the middle small group. And we are so excited to see how God will speak through you today, Wesley, thank Thank you. you. With all of those things, let's take a deep breath now and move into a time of mindfulness and prayer. And reflection on who we are and on who God is. Let's pray together. Light of life, you came in flesh, born into human pain and human joy, and thereby gave us power in our humanness to be your children. To birth every day your goodness and love, and a revolution of values and justice. God, as Natalie reminded us, today we remember the exodus of the Holy Family at the hands of an unjust emperor. And we call to mind the exodus of our migrant and immigrant refugee holy families today. We call to mind the lack of safety and cultural genocide happening against Muslims today in China. We call to mind continual unrest in Hong Kong And God, we are deeply grieving with our Jewish siblings. Holy people right here with us today in New York who are being persecuted. We lift up to you the families and all who were attacked last night during a Hanukkah celebration We grieve the perpetuation of anti-Semitism, bigotry, and hatred of all kinds. And we gather in heart, mind, body, and spirit to denounce hate and violence. God, we need your strength to do that every day holy one we praise you for the light that you are in our lives the light inside each of us we pray that you hold us and that we grow to hold one another when our lights are dim dim from grief failing health, estranged relationships, financial insecurity, dim from the stress of an earth that is ever warming. Holy One, you are the reason we are here. You are the reason we laugh the reason we sing, the reason we pray and we believe. Grant that all people have reason to believe. Amen. Please stand now as you are able. And reach across the aisle and hold the hand or the shoulder of someone if you are comfortable. As we say together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, an inclusive version is printed in your bulletin, but pray however you feel led in whatever language or fashion you are most comfortable. Let's pray now together. Ever loving and holy God. Hallowed be your name your reign come,
3: your will be done
2: on earth as it's been That baby that we celebrated being born on Christmas is born every day inside each of us and gives us a peace and a love and a light that we need to share with the world. So let's do that now. May the peace of God be with you.
4: The reading today is from Matthew, second chapter, the 13th through the 23rd verse. Listen for a word from God. Now, after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child, and his mother by night and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or, young, or younger according to the time he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take this child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. Israel. For those who were seeking the child's life were dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled he will be called a Nazarene. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So Merry Christmas, Middle Church, and... Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy New Year. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, Jackie sent me the text uh, for the sent me the scripture for today, and I looked at it and I was like, "Ooh, no, I don't, I don't want to preach about that. Uh, it's too scary, it's too ominous, it's too depressing, and it's just too hard. So, no thanks." Um, and I was like, let's pick something happy and breezy and light and, or something like really dramatic, you know, uh, or just something really well-known like the 23rd Psalm. I'm like, I can do that. Um, I mean, it's still Christmas. Um, so we can take a Sunday to congratulate ourselves and pat ourselves on the back just for getting through it, right? And I can't speak for all of you, but for me, 2019 has been a lot. Um, So we can just chill and let Jesus, Mary, and Joseph relax. And we'll we'll catch back up with you when Jesus is 12 and in the temple. (laughs) Except Herod. I mean, what do we know about a despotic, megalomaniac, Lying, cheating, afraid of being impeached leader, snatching babies out of their mama's arms and separating them, or worse. So today's scripture reads like today's headlines: "The Slaughter of the Innocents." And I can't help but think of Sandy Hook, which was seven years ago this month. It's a massacre. And Aleppo, which is still slaughtering innocents. And on our southern border, where children are still caged and teenage boys die in cells without proper medical access. And a and hundred cities and counties in Virginia have declared themselves gun sanctuary cities. Let me repeat that, gun sanctuary cities so maybe the story in matthew about joseph and mary escaping once again with their baby boy so he won't be slaughtered by herod is not quite that far-fetched lord have mercy when I, i was still a little boy i wrestled with for me which was a huge theological dilemma i i was like 10 or 12 years old, and I could not understand why, if God was omnipotent and powerful, capital G-O-D God, why that God would put all of humanity in the heart of a little, fragile, innocent, unprotected, poor, brown-skinned Jewish baby, born in Judea, raised in Palestine. It did not seem very smart or practical to me. And sometimes I'm still like, wow, that unguarded heart, that um, tenderness, it's astonishing that God would be so, so uh, vulnerable because the unguarded tender part of me is sometimes what I try to protect the most. And then God does the exact opposite. The therapist and spiritual leader Tara Brock tells a story about the destruction of a Buddhist temple uh, hundreds of years ago when the invaders killed all the priests and they looted the temple. And she talks about how there was a nine-foot, golden, pure gold statue of the Buddha um, that was never found till hundreds of years later. And the reason is because the priests decided to cut before the attack to cover the Buddha in plaster. Uh, just plain plaster. And so it was hidden until much later when the plaster started to chip away, which is kind of what happens with us, right? All too often our gold, our most true authentic self, is covered with plaster, just kind of waiting to be chipped away by something or someone. Now, if I were God... I would have sent down a warrior, you know. That's probably what, it, and he would probably would have looked like Idris Elba. Um, which is why it's a good idea that I'm not God. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's another sermon entirely. Um, I was thinking this morning, like, my second favorite Christmas carol of all time is It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, and my favorite verse and my second favorite Christmas Carol is, O ye beneath life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow, look now for glad and golden hours, come swiftly on the wing, O rest beside the weary road, and hear the angels sing and I have to say my favorite Christmas carol of all time, we sang this morning, which is O Little Town of Bethlehem, and the line that always gets me um, is the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. And that speaks to me in the most profound way because what it says to me is that God is always in the suffering, in the slaughter, in the pain and in the trauma and i basically only know any scripture because i grew up singing in choirs and church choirs my whole life and then so i have this like really spotty knowledge of scripture i can recite whole passages i have no idea what i'm talking about Uh, so i didn't really realize that romans eight is like maybe my all-time favorite chapter in the bible um and i'm not always the biggest fan of paul um because other parts of paul are pretty problematic to me, but that's another sermon too. Um, But first of all, there's this, if God be for us, who can be against us? And I can't think of anything that's more affirming to me. And then there's, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. And I might add, nor trauma, nor racism, nor sexism, nor transphobia, nor homophobia, nor gun sanctuary cities, nor Donald Trump, nor Mitch McConnell shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And for me, the the astonishing life-changing, life-giving thing is that all of that, all of this hope was incarnated in a refugee baby boy. It takes my breath away when I think about the vulnerability of Jesus, one of the least of these, especially when I think of the least of these in our world, in our country, in our city, the sobering and terrible fact that suicide rates among youth are skyrocketing and particularly among black youth, and when you include black queer youth, your heart can only break. Nigel Shelby was a beautiful, bright 15-year-old queer black boy from Huntsville, Alabama, who has a mama who adored him and supported him, but it wasn't enough to keep him safe from all the taunting and bullying that he endured. So on April 19th of this year, he took his own life. It shook me to my core. The least of these, Lord have mercy. Giovanni Melton was a 14-year-old queer black boy who in 2017 was shot to death by his own father, allegedly for being gay. Christ have mercy. These are babies we're talking about. And then consider the fact that if black men who have sex with men were a separate country, the HIV infection rate would be the highest in the world, even higher than Swaziland, Africa, which I believe has a rate of almost 30%. The least of these, Lord have mercy. But but, because Romans tells me, and I believe that neither tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or anything else in all creation can separate us from God, then I have to believe and live my life as if God is in the middle of all of that. With you, with me, with Nigel, and with Giovanni. And I look and see how very public people like Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union are raising their queer son, Zion, who may be their daughter, Zaya, with unconditional love and support, despite the venom being hissed at them from all sides. And how a couple like Will and Jada Smith are doing their best to raise free black children. And how my own sister, Maria and my brothers, William, Johnny, Raymond, are doing their best to raise children who are full of love and free. And I know that God is most certainly in all of that too. God incarnated in these good people, Christ-like people. Uh, Another being that I think is Christ-like is um, Fred Rogers. Uh, Mr. Rogers is literally everywhere these days. I've seen the documentary, I've seen the movie. There's this amazing podcast by Carvel Wallace called Finding Fred that's, a, that's truly a gift. And when I think about Mr. Rogers, I think about Isaiah and a little child shall lead them, which is so outrageous. And I think what Mr. Rogers never wanted us to lose is that real connection that we have with our unguarded tender and innocent selves which is paradoxically powerful because when we access that inner child it really is if God be for us who can be against us so this is the last Sunday of the year the last Sunday of the decade and literally Lord have mercy Lord have mercy on our country Lord have mercy on us Lord have mercy on the least of these Lord have mercy on who Mr. Rogers called the helpers. Which brings me to you, Middle Church. Your fight against white supremacy. Your fight for a woman's right to make choices about her own body. Your fight for queer rights. Your fight for gun control. Your fight for economic justice. Your fight against anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. You know, the favorite phrase I hear at this church is June Jordan's, we are the ones we've been waiting for. The word was made flesh 2,000 years ago and we are invited to be the incarnation like Dwayne and Gabrielle, like Fred Rogers, the hands and feet and heart of God. God is in it because we are in it. And one of the ways that we get in it and we are helped to get in it is that we are loved our way in in it. So one of the most powerful and poignant things Mr. Rogers ever did occurred usually when he would speak at like an award ceremony or a graduation. And I would like to invite you, Middle Church, to to share in this like really brief sort of meditation with me. Uh, Just take a breath and get comfortable. Mr. Rogers would say, All of us have special ones who have loved us us into being. Would you take just 30 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are? Those who have cared about you and wanted what was best for you in life. 30 seconds of silence. I'll watch the time. Whoever you've been thinking about, how pleased they would be to know the difference you feel that they've made. Um, During my 30 seconds, I was thinking about my grandparents, Grace Hatch and Reverend John Wesley Hatch Sr. They were married and in love for 57 years and because my immediate family, in my immediate family there was some uh, instability, a lot of the stability in my life came from my mom's parents. I can still hear my grandmother's contralto voice singing the alto part in church, louder than the soprano part, actually, <laughs> knowing every verse of every hymn from memory. Her sense of humor, her pragmatism. I remember her saying to me all the time, I pity the dog that won't wag its own tail, which I was, think I was 21 before I understood what that meant. <laughs> and she also lamented the fact that none of her eight grandchildren turned out to be a preacher. Um, more on that later. Uh, <laughs> um, my granddaddy was an AME Zion minister who went back to school with two young kids to get his college and uh, divinity degrees. And he was a spectacular human being and really humble at the same time. And For me, he personified unconditional love. and I am fully aware of the significance of me standing here preaching in this historic pulpit as an out and proud queer black man. And I don't know what my grandparents would have thought of it or would have thought of Middle Church. But I suspect they would have been right here in the front pew. As a matter of fact, I think they are. And, but make no doubt about it, my very existence, my sharing the good news with you today is a political act. There are not many denominations or congregations that welcome all of me, unapologetically queer and black, my beloved AME Zion Church, which nurtured so much of my soul, is not yet a place that I can return to with my full self. Not yet. So, much to nobody's surprise but my own, I am applying to seminary. Uh, (laughs) And and God has made this path pretty obvious to me, and yet I'm still looking for signs. Uh, I mean, here I am preaching again at Middle Church, and I think God is like, seriously, girl, get with the program. Sorry, that's that's how me and God talk sometimes. (laughs) But you know, most of this world is not Middle Church. To quote Jackie Lewis, these are hot mess times we find ourselves in. And me just being me and maybe you just being you is a threat to a lot of people. But if I don't sit at this table that God has so clearly set before me, to quote the 23rd Psalm, what will I say to Nigel? And what will I say to Giovanni every night when I pray with my broken heart. And what are the Nigels and Giovannis yet to come? So God is in it, in the tender-hearted flesh of baby Jesus, in the wise flesh of my grandparents, in the compassionate flesh of Mr. Rogers, in my not-quite-ready-but-trying-to-get-ready flesh. God is all up in this, in this church, in me, and in all of you. So thank you, Middle Church, for loving me into being, for loving the world as God so loved the world. Amen.
3: Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Devin, and I'm a uh, middle member and some other things that I'll tell you about. Um, I was asked to talk to you about joining this movement today, and that's a really big deal, guys, because it's the last Sunday of the year of the decade, and we're talking about a movement, something that you can be a part of. And... My path here started about four years ago when I had been dating the church for probably a year, maybe. And Pastor Jackie's now famous one-liner was, if you've been dating the church for a while and you're thinking about getting a little bit more serious, join us, become engaged. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. So I did, and it's pretty easy. You put your email in and say, I'm interested. Let me see what this is all about. So I took the new members class learned about the church, learned about what the history is, and more about what we do on a regular basis. And then I started getting involved. I joined the gospel choir, and it reinvigorated my passion for singing. And then I started listening more closely to the the Bible um, teachings each week from a different lens, the way that Middle teaches it where when I was growing up, it wasn't about what I was doing right, it was about what I was doing wrong. So that's been empowering. And then I've chosen to get involved in other ways and be a part of community here, which is awesome. So as we're talking about new year, new you, maybe today's your day to join this movement for a new decade. And if it is, you can see Amanda after service and she can help you get started. And then let's talk about investing in this movement. So if you're already a member, there are lots of ways that you can be showing up in these pews and in community with us all. So I um, am now the chair of the Stewardship Committee here. Thank you, thank you. Look what God does. Um, And this movement costs money, obviously, and it costs, um, it, it takes time, it takes you being part of it, Um, And so there's lots of ways that you can also, as members, invest. Whether it's joining things as we start a new decade, think about that. What do you want to be involved in? What's changed your heart? And it got me thinking about what I invest my resources in, my tithe. And I do things like a monthly subscription to Hulu, or a monthly subscription to the New York Times, or a gym membership. And what am I doing for this space that fuels me and is fueling so much out in the streets. So we offer a lot of ways to help fuel this movement. There are dip jars in the back if you brought credit or debit today. The ushers are also gonna come around with um, the bags for the offering. But you can also choose to make an annual pledge here. So as we start a new decade, a new chapter, consider what your investment is to fuel this so that it can help fuel you. Thank you.
2: Let's pray together. God, for being in the middle of all of it with us, we are grateful. God, for speaking and calling people like Wesley, we are so grateful. God, for putting a divine spark in each of us that can change the world, thank you. Thank you for the gifts that have been given here today that we know together will fuel this place. Amen. Amen.
4: So when I was uh, a little boy, I grew up listening to my granddaddy preach every Sunday, and he would always benedict by saying these words which have a lot of meaning to me. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.